first there was PlayStation, a.k.a. PS1. Then there's PS2, PS3, and now PS4. And that makes sense. You'd think after Xbox, there'd be Xbox 2. But no. Next came Xbox 360. Hmm? And now, after 360, comes Xbox One. Why one? Maybe that's how many seconds of thought they put into naming it. Can you get the butter, please? You know, however, with the Xbox One, I can control my entire entertainment system using voice commands. Up until now, I've used Leonard. Then get the other one. Pass the butter. Get, hang on. I don't feel like you're taking this dilemma seriously. Fine, Sheldon. You have my undivided attention. Okay, now, the PS4 is more angular and sleek looking. No way! It's true, but the larger size of the Xbox One may keep it from overheating. You wouldn't want your gaming system to overheat? No, see, you absolutely would not. And furthermore, the Xbox One now comes with a Kinect included. Included? Yes! Not sold separately. You, although, the PS4 uses cool new GDDR5 RAM, while the Xbox One is still using the conventional DDR3 memory. Why would they still be using DDR3? Are they nuts? <laughs> See, that's what I thought. But then, they go and throw in an ES RAM buffer. Oh, who is they? Who's they? The Xbox. You're kidding! No, I am not. This ES RAM buffer should totally bridge the 100 gigabit per second bandwidth gap between the two RAM types. This is a nightmare. How will you ever make a decision? See, I don't know. What should I do? Please pass the butter! Sometimes people talk too much to the point that it is impossible to hear what others are trying to say. Sometimes people just talk and talk and talk. And uh, I thought it was just the volume because that volume was low too. <laughs> um, sometimes people just talk and talk. Sometimes people talk too much to the point that it is impossible for other people to hear what they're trying to say. And, and, so, and sometimes also our focus is so, so much on our own agenda. That when it's so much on our own agenda, we ignore everyone else. Has this ever happened to you? Does it ever happen in your marriages when you're talking and talking and you think the other person is, is hearing you? Is it listening to you? Parents, does it happen with your kids? It never happens with your kids. Your kids listen so well, right? Very well. Listening plays an integral part in our communicating with other people in our lives. Communication is at its most basic. It's the process of sending and receiving information between people. In other words, he's talking and listening. And we are on a series, on a practical series, on a practical living from the book of Proverbs. And last week, we talk about the power of communication that is the one that sends. So we talk about words. The importance of words. What we speak, how we speak, when we speak is, is very important. It matters. Because our words, we said last week, our words are very powerful. So it is important how we send the message, but it's also important how we receive the message. So last week, we talked about how we send the message, and we said because, power, because words are so powerful. In Proverbs 18.21, uh, in Proverbs 18.21, it says that dead and life are in the power of the tongue, 
And those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, powers, words are so powerful that you can, you can damage others, you can damage people, you can damage relationships, or you can build relationships also. So words are essential for communicating. That is the part, the sending part on communication. Uh, so our words are so powerful. And last week we end up saying that a wise way to live is to be careful with our words. The other part of communication is the process of how you receive information. So last week we talked about giving information. This week we're going to talk about how do you receive information. Receiving information, that completes the process of communication. Sending and receiving, talking and listening. Now, the only thing is that we are very good at talking. Even if we're not wise the way we talk. If we, even if we don't think about what we talk, how we talk, and when we talk. But good communication is an essential part in our lives. Communication helps us to build relationships. By allowing us to share our own experiences with other people. And, and, and also needs. And helps us connect with other people. It is essential in life. Allowing us to express our feelings. If you don't communicate, you cannot express your feelings. Pass on information and share what we're thinking. Share our thoughts. We all need to communicate. So last week when we were talking about the importance of sending, the importance of words in the process of communication, it is important that we complete the communication process by talking about how we receive information. What does the Bible tell us about listening? So the book of Proverbs has been giving us a lot of, a, 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 a lot of good advice, a lot of wisdom. And in the wisdom of the book, from the book of Proverbs, it's not, just, it's not going to tell us just how we should talk, but also how we should listen to others. An organization that is, uh, the organization Science Direct, did a study about listening, and uh, the, the, you know, the findings are amazing. Uh, one of them is, uh, one of their findings says that listening is one of the most fundamental pieces of learning for anybody. Anybody who wants to learn anything, they need to learn to listen. And um, also they said that in order for a student to be successful in school and life, they have to learn to listen. And sometimes I wonder if they, I don't know if they've done it now, but in the past, they had a class about, you know, they had a class on how to do homework. They had a class on how do you do a speech. But they didn't have a class on how you should learn to listen well. Now, I don't know if they do that now. But the main problem that they found is that listening is a handicap. Isn't that interesting? Listening, they said, is a handicap. In other words, most people don't know how to listen. Listening is often something we take for granted. Has it ever happened to you when, when you're talking to somebody and the other person is going, mm-hmm? And you keep on talking, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, oh. That oh, oh tells me you might not be paying attention. It is common that people often hear what is being said, but hearing is a lot different than listening. Hearing and listening are two different things. To listen, we need to make a, a conscious effort. Not to just hear what the person is saying, 
but also to take it in, to digest it, to understand it. That, that is what listening is all about. In the effort to listen, so, someone, someone defined listening uh, by saying that hearing is a function. So no matter what, you're going to hear something. Because it's a function. It's part of your body. The hearing, your hearing is part of your body. But listening is a desire. So hearing is a function. Listening is a desire to understand. You listen. You pay attention with the desire to understand. You take it in. You digest what you're hearing, what you're listening to. To be able to understand this so you can act according to what you are listening. Now the biggest obstacle is that we constantly talk more than what we listen. In Proverbs 18.13, it says it like this. If one gives an answer before he hears... Have you ever done that? Have you ever talked before the other person finished talking? Have you ever talked before you hear the whole story? And a lot of times we make fools out of ourselves. Because we talk too soon. If anyone, if one gives an answer before he hears, it's both. It's shameful and it's foolish. And so many people have this bad habit of speaking before listening to the facts. It's not uncommon. It's very common. Well, a lot of times we, we listen to what we want to hear and, and, and not what we need to hear. What we are talking about here is that God's wisdom is for human relationships. It's for human relationships and God knows that we need this. God's wisdom about listening is to help our human relationships. If we don't know how to listen, relationships are not going to go well. Being a good receiver, being a good listener, it's important in life. Communication, in simple terms, is an act of transferring information from one person to another person. The problem a lot of times is that while I'm telling you something, you might be, you might be making a mess in your head as you're not able to listen well. You might be just hearing me, but you're not listening to me. However... It is important to understand that communication is only effective if the receiver, the person who is listening, understands the message. If they are listening the way the scriptures are telling us, or will tell us this morning how we should be listening to others. Uh, if, we were just, uh, if we were just to pay attention, this is, this is very simple. If we were just to pay attention to what the Bible teaches about the importance of listening we would avoid a lot of problems. A lot of problems between one another. But what is listening according to the Old Testament? And, and, and you know, this, this, to me this is essential. So I hope I can explain it correctly. How many of you know what the Shema is? Jewish people know what the Shema is. And the Shema, it's been for a long time. Anybody here knows what the Shema is? If you don't know, you'll learn it today then. So I guess there's something I'm going to teach you today. So for thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well-known words. We, and you know these words. These well-known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. It is called the Shema. 
What is the Shema? It's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. Where the Lord tells the people of Israel, Hear, O Israel. You hear, you, you see how he starts? He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And as for you, you should love the Lord your God, the Lord your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. And they make that prayer every morning and every evening, and it's called a Shema. Why is it called a Shema? Now, the first word that you hear here, that you read here in these verses, is the word hear, listen. That word is called a Shema. In Hebrew, is the word Shema. That's why Israelites or Jewish people call that portion of the Scripture the Shema. Because it's the listen, it's the hear. Which in Hebrew is pronounced a Shema. That is where the prayer begins. And Shema, now Shema is a common word in the Hebrew Bible. And it is obvious why hearing is a very universal activity. Hearing is a very universal activity and it usually connects us uh, you know, with the hearing part. As Proverbs says it, Proverbs also says it in chapter 20 verse, 8, verse 12. It says, ears, the Shema... In other words, ears the hear, ears the listen, and eyes the see, the Lord has made them both. So ears the Shema. Now it seems basic enough, but if you look at the other way, if you look at it the other way, in Hebrew, the authors can use the word Shema, they use it to mean more than just the sound waves. Because when you're just hearing, you're hearing the sound waves of words. You're hearing the sound waves. It doesn't mean you're paying attention. You're only hearing. You're not listening. So in Hebrew, it doesn't mean that you're just, you're just hearing the sound waves that enter your ear. In Hebrew, Shema, this word can also mean to pay attention. Or to focus on something that you've been told. Hear the waves is one thing. To pay attention is a different thing. To pay attention is to active listen to the other person. You're active listening to the other person. You're purposely paying attention with the purpose of understanding. So, for example, you remember Leah, Jacob's, uh, Jacob's wife? So Leah was in love. And because Leah was not loved by her husband Jacob, she had a son, and she names the son Simon. Simon in Hebrew is Shimon. Because she said in the book of Genesis, she says that the Lord has Shema, that I am unloved. So she prayed for a child, and the Lord heard her prayer. So she says in Hebrew, it says that the Lord has Shema, that I am unloved. So the Lord didn't just hear the waves of sound, but He paid attention and He act according to her petition. So to Shema is to pay attention, is to listen with understanding, is to pay attention with the purpose of acting according to what I'm hearing. Shema to hear with attention or interest. It can also mean to listen, to understand, to obey. It means to respond of what you are hearing. So this is why so many cries in the book of Psalms. If you read a lot of the Psalms, when you read them, a lot of the Psalms starts with a lot of cries, and a lot of these cries begin with God listening. 
For example, let me give you the example on Psalm 27. Psalm 27 verse 7. The psalmist begins his prayer by saying, Shema, my voice, when I call, O Lord. Shema, my voice, when I call, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. So what these prayers, what these cries, what these prayers are doing, when the psalmist was doing this, is asking God, Lord, Shema, Lord, hear me, listen, pay attention to my cry. But don't just pay attention to my cry. Lord, I'm praying that you will act. That you will act on my favor. That you will act in what I'm asking you. So Lord, Shema. So Shema is not just listening. In the Old Testament, there is no two different words for listening and obey. It's one single word. So when they said Shema, it meant to listen and to do according to what you're listening. So, Lord, pay attention. So, asking God to Shema is in the, is the same time God act to do something on my favor on what I'm asking you. It is a similar, it's, it's similar to when God asks people to Shema. I don't want you to just listen. I don't want you to just hear the waves of sound. But when God says, listen... What God is telling us is, I want you to listen, I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention with the purpose of obeying me. I want you to pay attention with the purpose of acting according to what I'm telling you. So you can see the importance of what I'm telling you. Uh, because in Exodus chapter 19 verse 5, it says, God tells His people, If you shama me, if you hear me, if you understand what I'm telling you, this is why it's so important to understand the Scriptures. This is why it's important to come to Bible studies. This is why it's important to come to church. This is why it's important to come uh, to any uh, small groups, men's groups, women's groups. It is important for you to dive yourself into the Word of God. Because if you shamat me, the Lord said to the people of Israel... If you shamat me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasure possession. If you hear me with the purpose of understanding and obeying. Now, now there's a couple of interesting things about this verse in Exodus 19.5. In Hebrew, the word shama is repeated twice in this verse. That, that means... There is an emphasis. There is a, there is a stronger emphasis. You know, you know how sometimes if they do a stronger emphasis, even when they, uh, the Hebrews, uh, in Hebrew or, or the Jewish people, when they say shalom, shalom, and they say it twice, it means more than just peace, right? So when you say shama, shama, which these verses, what it says, it's even a stronger emphasis on listening and obeying. So when you are listening to someone... You need to shama what that person is saying. You need to listen with the purpose. So whenever we read a verse in the Old Testament, it means, and it uses this word shama, it's telling us, listen, but not just the waves. It tells you, you and I need to learn how to listen, how to pay attention, how to listen to people, because a lot of times what they're telling us is important for their lives. 
Meaning to listen closely. But also, uh, notice that from God's point, from God's point of view, listening is basically the same as keeping a covenant. So when God asked the people to Shema, what He means is that they listen and obey. Because they understand what they heard, what they listen. And that is, to me that is fascinating. That's something fascinating about this word Shema. In the ancient Hebrew, there is no separation of words between obeying and listening. So when you talk to your husband, ladies, at home, make sure you tell him, Did you Shema Shema me? It's, it's more difficult for guys. I'm a man, so I know. It's more difficult for guys to hear something, to listen. They hear, but a lot of times they don't listen. So it's interesting because in the New Testament, that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's the same idea in the Greek. And this idea, we can, we can look at it in a book we studied last year, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. When James chapter 1 verse 19, James says, Understand these, my dear brothers and sisters. And I want you to notice one thing about this verse in James. When he says in James, uh, uh, so uh, are we there? We're, we're stuck on the, proje- proje- on the projections? Okay, James chapter 1. Okay, we're, yeah, it, it, it should be there. Okay, if it's not, we're, we'll move forward then. Um, Understand these, my dear brothers and sisters. That, that's interesting. It's not just talking to the guys, but it's talking to the ladies too. So in other words, everybody, he's saying, James is saying, My dear brothers and sisters, you must all. And this is an infinitive active. It's a verb infinitive active. So take action and always do it. Never stop. Never stop. Be quick to listen. That's strong. And he says, I'm not just talking to the brothers, I'm talking to the sisters too. And he says, understand these, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. And it's the same idea in the word in Greek. It's the same idea to listen, to comprehend by listening, not just hearing the waves of sound. And remember how we define listening in the beginning? Hearing is a function. Listening is a desire. So hearing is a function. You're going to hear no matter what. But when you listen, that means you desire to understand what the other person is telling you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a co-worker, your husband, your wife, especially your kids. I was hearing a, a, I was hearing a story about this pastor who, he was so busy. And he was always busy and his kid is, he, he worked from home that day and his little kid jumped on the chair and his little kid is talking and talking. So he's hearing the waves of sound from his kid talking. But he's not paying attention to his son and he was telling the story, uh, you know, trying to illustrate this point. He was telling the story about how his kid grabbed his face with two hands and said, Daddy, you're not listening. And a lot of times, don't you feel like doing that to some people? It's like, you're not listening. 
Because we are so distracted with other stuff. We are so distracted that we're not really listening with a desire to understand. To take it. To digest it. Remember, it's a handicap. So it is an issue that we all deal with. So God wants us to learn to shama. To listen. To listen, to pay attention with interest. Listen, to understand, to obey, to respond to what we hear. So, if we just pay attention to what James is saying, and the book of Pro- and, and, and the Proverbs that, we're being, uh, that, that we have been reading about this subject, we would, we would avoid a lot of problems with others and have way better relationships with other people. But it's a handicap. So the reason I'm, I'm preaching on this is not because I master it and you don't. No, it's because we all are into, in this. We all need to learn to listen. We all need to learn to talk as we talked about it last week. God's desire is for us to have good relationships with other people. Doesn't Matthew 22 says that? Doesn't Matthew 22 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, and your what? And your what? You don't know the verse? And your neighbor. You can say it without fear. Yeah. You can tell the person next to you too, Hey, I need to love you no matter what. And loving the person next to you, loving the person in front and behind of you, loving the person that lives next to you, that always gives you a hard time because they don't cut the grass, they, don't, they park in your driveway and they do things like that, you still got to love them. You still got to love them. So God desires for us to learn to love one another. How does listening, how does listening help us to have better relationships with one another? So last week, Words, what we say, how we say it, when we say it. Today, how do you listen so we can complete the cycle of communication? Let's look at this verse to start with, James. It's considered the, you know that James is considered the book of Proverbs of the New Testament. And so again, um, so if you go a little bit of forward, um, is, that, is, is that where you're going to find this verse? Because it's twice, and it's supposed to be twice in there. So James 1, where it says, My dear brothers, be quick, and sisters, be quick to listen. What James is saying is that we got to make this a priority. Be quick to listen. And then after he says, be quick to listen, he says, be quick to listen, and slow to what? Slow to speak, but we are quick to speak and uh, slow to listen. So he says, the priority should be that you first listen. When you learn to listen, you learn information that you need so you can respond in a better way. Because just as the Proverbs 18 that we read in the beginning, it said that a lot of times we don't, we respond too quick that we don't know all the facts. And it's a shameful thing and fools do that. So essentially, James is saying, this is just one more thing that Jesus taught. 
you are to do to others what you want others to do to you. Do you want others to hear you, to listen? That you have to do the same thing, yeah. You, you want to be understood, yeah. Well, you need to understand others. And to do that, you need to be quick to listen, James says. And then, he, he, here is uh, the, the next statement. He says, be quick to listen, but be slow to speak. And, and be slow to speak, literally the idea is, be late when it comes to your words. Wait and be late. So how does listening help our relationships? How does listening makes our relationships better? Number one. Number one. Listening makes our relationships better. If you listen, you will show respect to the other person. When you don't listen, you don't show respect to the other person. And that's how a person feels. A lot of times you're talking and somebody cuts you off. Hey, you just cut me off. I was talking. I had the word. I had the moment. And you just cut me off. And So people feel disrespected when you do that. And listen to what Proverbs 18.13 says once again. If one gives an answer before he hears, a lot of times we need to train ourselves. We need to educate ourselves and train ourselves to hear the full thing before we talk. Because a lot of times, one gives an answer before he hears the full thing. And it's both shameful and foolish. And a lot of times we do that. We don't think about it like this, but we do it like that because we think what we have to say is more important than what the other person in the room is saying. My saying is more important, so I'm going to cut you off. And that is disrespectful. That is disrespectful. So if you want a good relationship with other people, you need to learn to listen because listening shows respect. So you want to build relationships. You want to have a good marriage. Learn to listen to one another. You want to have kids. You want to have good communication with your kids. Listen to one another. You, you know, there's, there's one thing. that my, my son and I, every time when I'm home and he gets from work or he gets from school, and I'm, you know, as God is my witness, my son and I, we at least talk for an hour. He likes to talk. If you think I talk too much, whew. He likes to talk. And one of the things he does is he asks, he asks a lot of questions. And I love that. I love that about my son and I. We can sit down. And I pay attention. So whenever he's talking to me, so sometimes I'm watching something on my iPad as I'm cleaning the kitchen or something like that. And, and, and he comes and starts talking. What I do is pause. That thing is not more important than my kid. And if you're married, that thing is not more important than your husband or your wife. But a lot of times people are talking and the other one is like, yeah, uh-huh. Hmm. Am I being real or am I, am I lying? I don't think I'm lying. But a lot of times people are talking to us and we're on our phones. I mean, we're eating, we're eating, where we, we're eating around the table and a lot of times we, we should be talking to one another. We should loving one another and communicating with one another. And we're more worried about what, what, whoever put whatever they put on Facebook than 
listening to the other person. I have a friend, he has a good system. He has a little basket. And everybody puts their phone there when they're going to eat. That was pretty cool. But you need to listen because listening shows respect to the other person. So, so this is one way. You show respect to the other person. Number two, if you listen, others will see you with respect. So you show respect to the other person, but when you are the one who listens, people eventually will get it and will say, no, she or he, they do listen. And that will show respect. Look at what Proverbs twelve fifteen says. Fools think they uh, think their own way is right. That's what fools do. They think their own way is right, so they don't listen. So when you think your own way is right and you don't listen, people end up not respecting you. Even your kids. Husbands that like to be respected by their wives. You know, that, that's the way it is. Wives like to be loved. Husbands like to be respected. But a lot of times, if you, don't, if you don't learn to listen, then you don't gain that respect. But the wise listens to others. So you need to, if you want to earn respect, if you want others to see you with respect, it is important, it is crucial that you learn to listen to those people. You need to learn to listen when it comes to that. Because fool thinks their own way, my way is the only way, and that's it. Then you don't earn respect from some people. And sometimes, it's hard. Human relationships... It's complicated because we are complicated people. And, and you know, the reason we're complicated is because we all come with a lot of hurts. We all come with a lot of wounds that we have gained. We got those wounds through our lives. Somebody did something. Somebody said something that was mean. Somebody did something to us. And, and we're all, we, we all carry these wounds and these hurts in our hearts. And God wants to heal those things in our lives. God wants to heal those things. But the way we, 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 the way we allow God to heal us, to heal our hearts, is when we shema, when we listen to God, we listen to the Word, and we allow the Word to work in our hearts, because we listen, paying attention to the point of obeying God, so that we can be restored in our hearts. And that's why we're supposed to respect God. Because He's a good listener. Number three. How does listening help in your relationship? When you listen, you are able to understand others and not just your point. When we're listening, or when we pretend that we're listening, one of the findings... Uh, from that science, uh, science group that I was mentioning at first, in the beginning, um, is that a lot of times when people are, when you're talking, the other person is not really listening because they're already thinking, how are they going to respond to what you're saying? So a lot of times, one person is talking, the other one is thinking, how am I going to respond? 
They're not paying attention to what you're saying. That, that, is, that is very normal. It's not. It, it, it's not abnormal. When we listen, you will be able to understand others and not just your point. Proverbs 18.2 A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. So a fool doesn't listen. Therefore, he doesn't care. I don't care if I don't understand. This is my point. I don't care if I don't understand. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. This is what I think. And a lot of times I have to tell people, you know, do you know that God doesn't care for your opinion? God says, this is what I say. You shamat me or you don't. You hear or you don't hear. And a lot of times, the more we hear, the more we learn. And a lot of times when we hear and we learn... Let me give you a quick example. How do managers do... uh, How do managers are trained to interview people? Do they train people... Do they train them to interview people by talking and talking and talking and talking? Or they want to hear the new... The possible, the prospective, the, 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 the new person who might become an employee. Do they let them talk? Yeah, because the more they talk, the more they listen, the more they learn from the person. And a lot of times, we can become experts in getting to know people when they talk. Because out of the abundance of the heart, speaks the mouth. And if you learn to listen, you learn to see what's going on with this person. There is something going on in this person's life. There is something going on in their heart because of the way they talk. But for that, you need to learn to listen. So when your kids are going through a tough time, a lot of times parents think, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a kid thing. It's just a phase they're going through. No, no, no. You need to learn to listen to your kids because a lot of times they're going through a hard time and they don't even want to tell you anymore later because you never listen. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. That's a fool. But only in expressing his own opinion. Number four. Do yourself a favor. If you don't have anything edifying to say, what? What are you supposed to do? Don't say anything. Please save yourself. A lot of times we just say things so we don't stay quiet. You know, I heard people say before, no, if I stay quiet, they feel like they won the argument. Well, let me tell you, you can, you want to be right? Be right. You can ride a lot of people out of your life. You can ride your kids out of your life. You can write your husband and your wife out of your life. But you'll be right. So I was talking to this guy one time and I said, uh, so what, what, what happened? I was doing counseling with them and the week, the, one week later, uh, he came to counseling. She didn't come to counseling. And I said, so what happened? Well, we had an argument, but I was right. I was right. So where's your wife? I don't know, but I was right. So the wife was gone, but he was right. And a lot of times we can win the argument. 
we can be right. But the people that we love in our lives might not want to be too close to us. Because we don't say the right thing because we didn't hear right. So we might say the wrong thing when we don't hear. So when you hear, you are going to learn about the other person. If you don't have anything edifying to say, don't say anything. If you don't say if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, Even fools are thought wise when they keep silence with their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. And they're fools, right? But they seem intelligent. So sometimes if you don't have Anything good to say, don't say it. Proverbs, Proverbs 21, 23. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything because that will keep you out of trouble. There are people who get in trouble all the time because they cannot stay quiet. They have to say something. And, 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 and again, they go, I, I want the argument. You can be right and write people out of your life. Proverbs 10.19 When words are many, transgression is not lacking. In other words, when words are many, when you don't learn to be quiet, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. And if you talk and talk and talk, because what? She's not going to win. I'm not going to win. No, I'm not, no, not going to let them win. I'm going to talk. And, and, and sometimes I hear people say this before. You see? I said my point, and he or she didn't even say anything, so I was right. Like, no, maybe they were just wise people who didn't want to say anything. Because it would have been foolish to answer. So we just need to learn to listen. The more you listen, the more you learn. A lot of times we just feel the need of saying things in an argument just so we don't stay quiet. And again, you can write a person you love right out the door. You can write a person you love the most right out your relationship. You can write your, your all-star rock star employee right out of the company. You can be right. But not a lot of people are going to be around you. That's why it says in these Proverbs, it says, Keep your mouth shut and your tongue out of trouble. Listen more. Be quick to listen so that you don't say unnecessary things. Uh, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 12, 18. We saw a little bit of this last, last week. Some people make cutting remarks. The words of the wise bring healing. And how are you going to bring healing with words? How are you going to bring healing? If you listen carefully, you have a better chance that you will bring words of healing to avoid cutting people. Because if you don't listen, you might say the wrong thing and you will cut people. Well, are you going to cut them? Is their body going to be... No, you're going to cut them in their soul. You're going to cut their feelings. You're going to cut people. You're going to hurt people emotionally. 
Why? Because you said the wrong thing because you, don't, you didn't listen. So some people make cutting remarks because they haven't learned to get to know the other person. A lot of times it's important that we give other people a chance to get to know us. So a lot of times people will learn why we talk the way we talk, why we say the things we say. But a lot of times we tend to judge others because we don't listen. Proverbs 17:27, whoever restrains his words has knowledge. You see? By listening, you stay quiet, you listen, and you are going to obtain knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Number five. People will love coming to you when they know that you listen. People will love coming to you. Why do we love coming to the Lord when we're in distress? Because He listens to us. If you wonder, why, why doesn't she or he comes to me? Maybe because you haven't shown them that you listen. Psalm, Psalm 116, verse 1 and 2, it says, the psalmist is it's expressing to the Lord, I love the Lord because He has heard my voice. So, I love the Lord because He heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. So, He heard both things, my voice and my pleas for mercy because He inclined his ear to me. That's why I love God. I love God because He will always have an open ear for me. Therefore, I will call on Him as long as I live. I will have a relationship for eternity with the Lord. Why? Because He listens to me. You want to have good relationships with people? Sip it and listen. You know, a lot of times... It is amazing. We all have lost loved ones. And a lot of times we think that the more we tell that person, the better it is. So in my pastoral ministry, I learned and I made a decision that when a person is going through a really hard time like that, it's a, there, there is a time when you got to leave them alone. There is a moment that you got to give them time for themselves. Because a lot of times, people with unwise words will come with good intentions. Don't take me wrong. Have you, ever, have you ever seen this? With good intentions, they come, but they talk too much. And the person is just being polite and nice and trying to be like, Yeah, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And in their mind, they're, are you leaving already? Can you be quiet? I, I just need to mourn. I just need to go through this phase in my, in, at this moment and a lot of times we just talk and talk and talk and, and, and a lot of times all people need is for you to sit next to them and be there and other times they want to talk let them talk don't, be, don't you be the one talking a lot of times people just want to say what they, what they have what they have been carrying in their hearts they want somebody to talk to. You know, that's why a lot of psychologists made a lot of money back in the days, right? They didn't have to say anything. Just sit on a chair. 
You sit in a recliner and all they do is, man, I can get paid for listening. But that's why. Sometimes people just want to, just want somebody to listen. Number six. The more you hear, the more you learn. I just said that before. But, but l- let me tell you, I- I'm going to use a verse that you might be like, well, what does this verse have to do with it? I'll, I'll explain it to you right now. Matthew 7.24. Matthew 7.24, it says, Everyone then, Jesus said these words to His disciples at the end of the Sermon of the Mountain. And He said, Everyone then who hears these words of Mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So what Jesus was telling these people is, if you do things, if you behave according to the information that I have given you, you will be wise and will be able to live life in a different way than you think for yourself. If you get the information I give you, and you apply the information I give you, your life will be stable, will be a better life. You will be stronger in life. So when you hear my words and do according to my words, so this applies in your walking with Jesus. But in life issues, the more, the more you hear instruction, the more you hear other stuff that you need to hear, and the more you learn, the better, the better chance you have to apply what you're hearing. In relationships, you need to learn more from the other person. You need to learn. So, even when people are starting relationships, it is important. I always tell people, have you met their family? Do you know, you know a little bit of background in their family? Do you know a little bit of background in their life? Do you know if they went to school? How did they do in school? Do you know what their emotional issues are? Are they healthy, emotionally healthy? Do you know all these things? Because the more you know about the person you are trying to have a relationship with, the more you know about the person, the better chance you have to be wise in how you're going to build that relationship. The more you know how the family is, because no matter what we say, when you marry a person, if they have family, you marry their family too. That's, that's, that's a fact. So the more you know, the better chance you have to build a better and a solid relationship. The more you hear the person, the more you are going to learn and be wiser in making the decisions. Number seven. Number seven, and this is our last point. In distress. Have you ever had moments of distress? And in moments of trouble? Others will trust you. That they can come to you because you hear them. In moments of distress. Uh, check, check with Psalm Psalm 18.6 It says In my distress I call upon the Lord I talk to the Lord in my distress To my God I cry for help From His temple He heard my voice And my cry to Him 
reach his ears in my distress. Has your wife ever come to you in distress? In a moment of distress where she wants you to hear her? Has your husband ever been at those moments where he needs for you to really listen? Has your kids come from school in distress? Maybe there's some bullies there. Maybe there's some people that are mean to him. Maybe there are some teachers that are mean to him. You know, I never ignore my son's opinions or what he went through. And the reason why my son and I, we easily talk for an hour every single time I'm at home is because he knows that since he was a little kid, I listened to him. I would have stopped anything. As a matter of fact, let me, let me tell you a secret, okay? If my son called me, he knows I'm preaching. If my son knows that I'm preaching and it's not an emergency, he'll send me a text. But my son and I know that if he calls me while he knows that it's before 12.30 and he calls me, is an emergency. And guess what? I will answer. I will stop and say, Church, I love you so much, but I love my son too. My son knows that I listen to him. So, when my son has gone through health issues, men issues, let me tell you, him and I talk. I wish my father would have been like that. But he wasn't. But we can be like that. We can, we, we can be open to hear other people. They might be in their distress. They, they might be going through a hard time. And if they can come to you and you hear them out, they will always be open to come to you. So not, a few years ago, when I gave Jonathan his first car, he crashed his car right about a block Exactly a block before he got to the house. One o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning, I get a phone call. Dad, yeah, I'm, I'm, where are you? I'm waiting for you. He knows that if he hasn't got home, I will not go to sleep. He knows that. Where are you? It's already one thirty. Well, I'm around the corner. Oh, you're almost here. No, Dad, I need you to come. What happened, son? Well, I crashed. I did not do what you told me to do. So what did I tell him to do before? He had a girlfriend, and he was taking... And the only reason I'm telling you this story is because he's not here. He won't be happy if he hears this story. Because he knows he made a mistake. And I said, what happened? Well... Uh, We were watching the movie and I fell asleep and I said, I told you I don't want you here after 11. The latest 11. Because I know you fall asleep on the wheel. You and I are just the same. I fall asleep all the time when I'm driving. And, and, And he goes, I know that. But he called me. He told me. I said, okay, 
I didn't even ask him about the car. I just said, you're okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, I'm coming. Went over there. And, and after afterwards, we took the car back to the driveway and all that stuff. And he said, Dad, why didn't you get mad? I said, why would I get mad? I'm, I'm sure you're going to learn from this. But if I get mad, do you think he would have called me? Or do you think he will call me the next time? Probably not. Probably be in trouble. Sometimes when he's driving and he's going home because he went to a, a gathering or a concert or something like that, and he's driving back home, he calls me and he tells me, Dad, it's going to take me another hour. I'm going to get off the freeway and take a nap. You know why people communicate with you? It's because they know that you will learn. So to finish, what are the things to take home? How is it important to listen? We are given two ears, but only one mouth. Because listening, listening is twice as hard as talking. It is important then that... Here, here is a thing that I... It's, it's amazing that there is so much information about listening in the Word of God. And there's so much information out there. Check. Check this out. Did you know that there is... You got to learn to listen and sensitive listen. Listening with sensitivity. You can imagine what this means, right? Be sensitive when you listen. Be empathetic when you listen. So don't listen with your own ideas. Be empathetic when you listen. Active listening. And, and we know a lot of this stuff. The thing is, we don't do it. Reflective listening. So don't just listen. Reflect in what you listen. And what you're hearing. Leave your emotions on the side. And your personal perception. Leave your emotions. Avoid jumping into assumptions when you're listening. Don't jump into conclusions without listening to the whole thing. Remember that. That's Proverbs 18. Listen, when you listen, it doesn't mean you are going to agree with a person. But you're going to hear them out, and it's going to give you a better idea on how to answer, but you've got to finish listening. Avoid selecting listen, listening. Selective listening is the worst. When you, when, when you tell the person something that is so important, and they tell you only the one thing they heard. And they create a whole idea about the one thing they heard. And you're like, where did you come up with that? That's not what I said. Make an effort to understand what the person is really trying to communicate. Not what you're trying to understand. Not, not only what you want to understand. So I finish with this story. I talked to a guy the other day. And he said, well, when you preach. I, 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 oh, he said, do you talk to... Other people, the way you, the way, the, uh, the same way that when you preach, because sometimes people might misunderstand because you're sometimes you're pretty firm. And sometimes people think I'm mad, and I'm not mad. Just when I talk, a lot of times, and I need to make my point clear, I'm very firm. And people confuses mean with firmity. People confuse anger that when you tell people, no, we're not gonna go left or right. We're gonna go this way. Because sometimes you have to make those decisions. And I said, well, when I preach, 
I, I get four different reactions from people. Sometimes people will come to me and say, Pastor, that was really good today. I learned stuff today that I needed to hear. I knew some of this stuff, but I didn't think, think about it the way you put it together today. So thank you. So that's the one person that came in with humbleness and said, I learned something. There is another, there, there's a, I had a different reaction when a person came up to me and said, Pastor, that was tough today. Man, you had, you, you, you had a lot of bullets today. You really, really let us have it today. That was hard, but it was good. And those are the, the, the Christians that like to be mistreated with the Word of God. You got to be tough and... and throw rocks at them and, and I'm like I'm not throwing rocks at you I'm not trying I'm trying to teach you something so there's other people that have come up to me and said somebody must have come and talked to you you said those things because of me I'm like no nobody has come and tell me anything about you maybe the Holy Spirit knows you and the word of God the Holy Spirit works through the word of God and then another person, one time, one time I had a person who came up to me and said, Pastor, you said those things because of me, so I'm leaving this church. I'm not coming back. Right? And so I was telling this guy, everybody listens different. So a lot of times you have to be very careful how you listen because a lot of times we hear depending on what we have in our hearts. That's how we perceive what we're hearing. We perceive the right or the wrong way depending in our emotional stage, spiritual stage, or whatever we're going through at that moment. That's how we hear, and we might hear wrong. And we might react wrong because we hear wrong. So be careful not to listen to others with your emotions. Be a person who understands that above all, Listen, Shema, to God. Listen to the Word of God and act accordingly in your relationship with other people. May God help us to be good communicators, not just in sending information, but receiving information for our own sake. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much, Father, for your word this morning. Thank you, Father, because it's your word that will change and transform our hearts, transform our lives. Sometimes your word, Lord, will give us that comfort that we need. <coughs> but sometimes the word can also come and correct us, trains us in different ways that we just need to learn to shama to listen and to act accordingly. Help us, Lord, to be better communicators. The way we use our words, the way we listen to what other people are saying. Help us never to assume, but to try to understand with patience and love to what other people are saying. Help us, Lord. Because this is a handicap that we deal that we deal with it every day.
And only with your power we can do better. In your name we pray. Amen.